Dyke. Harlem. Hey, hey, hey. I'm so happy today. Episode 33, y'all. Jesus year. Do you hear? It's Avia. And it's Law. And this is Goodnight Harlem, episode 33, as Avia alluded to. And if you know anything about us, we're going to start the show the right way. And that's with our Hyper Good Nights. Uh, and Hyper Good Nights, we discuss the trending topics of the week and we give our takes on them. If they're hype and we like them, we say that. And if they're good night, we dislike them and we say that. So, Avia, let's start our show with a proper hyper good night. Mm-hmm. Nicki Minaj is the most trending artist right now. She just released her latest album, Queen. And there's been a lot of talk about this album. But that's not what we're going to hyper good night. That is actually not what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about Nicki Minaj and Safari, her ex-boyfriend. Of 14 years. Ooh, oh, my God. Longer than I've been alive. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Throw the whole conversation away. So, they went back and forth and feuded a little bit on Twitter. And a lot of this stems from um, some conversation that she had with, I, mean, I shouldn't even say a conversation, an interview that she had with Funkmaster Flex, in which she addressed some of the Safari commentary. Safari ends up responding via Twitter and airing out certain things, and she ends up responding via Twitter and airing out certain things back. I'm not going to get into the nitty-gritty details on that, because what I really want to know is your opinion of the whole feud in itself. Hyper goodnight to them feuding in general, especially after 14 years. I'm going to goodnight it because, honestly, I really want... Hold on. Let me get my Nikki voice. I'm going to goodnight it because, <laughs> honestly, I really, really, really wanted them to get back together. Mm. I really did. I really did because I, I, I felt like it was one of those situations where they grew apart as things were changing for them in their the course of their relationship and they really came from nothing to something together. And, you know, Nikki started dealing with Meek, another high-profile man, and Safari started dealing with other Nikki's. And I, I felt like at the end, they would come together. Now, I don't know I don't know when the end is. Maybe the end is, is already coming past. But um, I think it's just sad because I, I don't know. I, I, I was kind of rooting for them. I, I felt like they were a good unit. We were all We were. I was rooting for them. I really was. I really feel like Safari wants to settle down. I really feel like Nikki wants to settle down. Now, whether or not they want to settle down with each other, who knows. But the, the airing out of everything, you know, I'm not into that. But I can appreciate it because now I'm like, oh, wow, this is what happened in your relationship. Oh, wow, this is what you did. But... You know, there are some things that Nikki said where it's just like, girl, you got all this tea on Safari, but he has tons of tea on you. What's the point of bringing it up at this point? I don't get it. So I'm going to goodnight it because I really, really wanted them to get back together. <sighs> um, I'm hyping this. I love a little tea. And when I say tea, they came through with a full Lipton, two gallons, and then a full truck worth of tea. And I loved every second of it. I just want to point out a few of the key things that I liked. 
The first thing is I like the fact that she threw out there that he got hair plugs for around 10K. Got that Bosley effect. I didn't him, know him that stuff Tiger. costed that much. That's now, someone's college education. Him, according to him, it was 12000 He said, I got that good quality kind. Don't, don't knock off that 2K. So uh, the other thing, the other thing that I want to point out is something that I think is really crucial. And I, I, I don't know how to address this because this is a larger conversation. So it's not really a hyper good night, but he points out the fact that she stabbed him. And for whatever reason, the internet has glossed over that like, oh, no big deal. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I want to say if this was reversed, the kind of shit that he would get for stabbing Nikki, Mm -hmm. hitting her or domestically abusing her, he'd be dragged through the mud. That's a good point. In fact, he'd be canceled. He wouldn't even have a show. So if this is reverse, which is not, I feel like that energy that they would give him, it would ruin his career. It's the double standard of being a male and a female. And so in this case, Nikki gets to just not have to address or deal with the fact that she's either stabbed him, domestically abused him, or done something to him because she's a woman. And they're not going to hold that over her for whatever reason this is the same stuff that was being aired out by tmz years ago when it actually took place there's there's people who are coming out of woodwork saying oh she did this to him when he had to go to the police and say he did it to himself tmz was reporting that stuff you know tmz will spend all the money to get you out of the pain so i'm not saying that Nicki minaj 100 did anything because this is still an allegation However, at the point that I don't hear any of the same rhetoric that I would hear if this was the other way around, I'm kind of sad about that. That's my one other take from that. Uh, And I think the third thing, I like the fact that Nikki addressed the fact that not only did he not write for her, but she was doing a lot more for him than the other way around. And he finally kind of owned it like, no, I didn't pen anything for her. Like, I didn't write anything for her. And I cleared that up multiple times. But no, you didn't. That's not true. You didn't actually clean that up multiple times. You insinuated things several times over and made it sound like you had done something without exactly saying it. So I don't think any woman would ever appreciate a guy undermining them in a male-dominated field, especially when it comes down to something as serious as writing because men are normally given that credit over the women, and that's sad. So I think there's just a couple of things that came out of that. And I'll also like to say this. One thing, though. Safari, keep doing you, bro. Keep doing you. If people keep throwing all this stuff at you, keep coming back. And Nikki, same to you. You know what I I will say about Safari that I appreciate about him is that Nikki was talking about the whole hair thing. And he was just like, yeah, I got it done. Like, he, he didn't back down and say that's not true. Like, he's, I feel like he's one to own up to something if it's presented to him. I don't feel like he's one to try and put on airs and everything like that. I feel like Nikki does put on airs from time to time. And that's the difference between the two of them. And I feel like because Safari does not put on airs, his credibility levels go up. So the things that he says about Nikki, I sort of kind of believe. And the things that she kind of says about him, I can probably believe those as well. I don't doubt anything. But he did make a comment and say that the the... The gist of what he said was the energy that she has when she talks about him seems like she's not over the situation. 
And I've never seen him talk about her the way that she does talk about him or at, has recently. So that's factual. Uh, the only other thing I wanted to point out as a highlight, and I'm sorry I missed this one. This is the funniest one by far. Is that according to Safari, Nikki had already slept with Meek Mill while they were together. Like they were on their waning stages of their that's relationship nasty. breaking up. Now, even if that's not true, you only Safari for a rodent. Come on, if now. that's not true, level up, girl. Uh, Nikki should defend herself, but if that she is true, she ain't defend true, herself, so it must be true. No, but if that is true, more power to Nikki. Oh, Just what? do you. <laughs> anyway, next subject. Kanye West went on the Jimmy Kimmel show. Now, if I don't know how you guys would have missed this or didn't hear something about it, but Kanye West and Jimmy Kimmel are friends. They're out, outside of the entertainment industry. They actually talk. So get, having Jimmy Kimmel uh, call him up and ask him to be a guest is normally not an issue. There's only been one issue, and that was because Jimmy was talking about his wife too much. He didn't like that. He took exception to that. I'm going to go on record and say most men probably would. So Jimmy and him clear the air. They're cool. Kim is cool. So Kim had already been there the previous week. Kanye goes there this week. And a lot of things are brought up. Jimmy Kimmel makes one statement around how Kanye West, back in the old days when he first started out, made it very clear that he felt like George Bush wasn't here for black people. And in his exact words was, George Bush doesn't care about black people. Jimmy Kimmel brings that up and then goes from there to transition to say, hmm, George Bush doesn't care about black people, but what makes you think that Donald Trump does? Or anyone for that matter. And Kanye kind of hesitated. They went off air because Jimmy Kimmel then said, you know, let's take a break without Kanye being able to answer the question. And uh, he took a thought and then went back from there and they didn't actually end up addressing it. Now, they talked about several other things, including my favorite comment of all. Uh, Kanye, now that you have a daughter, has your thought of women changed? Kanye responds with a resounding, no, I watch Pornhub all the time. Which might be one of the funniest things. Violent crimes, people. Listen to violent crimes. (laughs) Pornhub, though? Come on, do better. Pornhub is the most streamed porn site. It's not the best one, though. All right, give us your (laughs) recommendations, Avia. Uh, All right, so so coming out of all of that, uh, Kanye ends up responding, just making it very clear that it was not at all uh, anything where Kanye couldn't actually respond or that he wasn't, that he was stumped. Um, he just wanted to take time to think before he actually responded and they had just moved on when the uh, break came back up. Um, and I think all that's fair, but coming out of that conversation, black Twitter blew up, people and the media blew up and I would love to get your take on it. Were you hyper good night based on all the things that came out of this conversation? Uh, I'm a good night. It. (laughs) I love this. Listen. This is what Kanye said in response to Jimmy Kimmel's show. He said, on Jimmy Kimmel, we had a great time having a dialogue. I'm reading that I was stumped by a question. Let me clarify the clickbait. I wasn't stumped. I wasn't given a chance to answer the question. 
He then added, the question was so important, I took time to think. And then I was hit with the, let's go to commercial break. That interview showed strong personalities with different opinions having civil conversation. Kimmel responded and he kind of like summed up his response with saying not every question warrants an immediate answer. Um, and then he goes on to say how much he appreciates Kanye. Blase, 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 as he must do because they're friends. I'm going to good night, Kanye. I'm going to hype Jimmy for asking that question the way that he did because I agree with him that not every question can be answered. Some questions do require a thought process, but at the point where Kanye's blaming the fact that he wasn't given enough time to answer the question, bro, you have time to tweet this whole long soliloquy about why you couldn't answer the question because you ran out of time and you still didn't answer the question to this day. How many days has it been? We're still waiting on the answer, Kanye. But like Sway, you ain't got it. <laughs> so, good night. Um, I'm going to hype this because this is Kanye being able to express himself and this is Jimmy Kanye. being able to give his... This is, but this is also Jimmy being able to uh, give his other side of it. I do love social discourse when there's two different sides of... Two different points of view that get to talk and it's not something where there wasn't any calls. discourse it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't a conversation it was one-sided. It <laughs> i disagree with you on that he didn't have enough time to talk but that's only one piece of the conversation the conversation is 20 minutes of the 20 minutes one clip gets taken out and then people are like oh and they like make the the big stink out of that one thing and i'm like do you think kanye should have at least written down the answer in a tweet no, I think if he really wanted to address that question or if he felt like it was as serious as he makes it out to be, I think when they came back from commercial break, he could have he could have changed the conversation to steward it back to where he wanted it to go. As far That's as talking about Trump. Yeah, if he wanted to. But he didn't that. do that because he still didn't have the answer because there is no answer. And maybe that's what he'll realize. And at that point, then I'll hype him. Until then, okay. sorry, I just took over your whole thing. My bad. Thanks. <laughs> All right, moving right along. <laughs> wow. This is this is how our episodes go, by the way. <sighs> Next up, Taraji P is now going to be enrolling her son into a historic black college. And it might be some school that Avia attended. But yeah, I I'll talk I don't about wanna, it. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I don't wanna. Uh, but, but... She's taking her son out of UFC and putting him in. What did you say? Some, what school did some, he go to? Some, some historic record. Wait, wait. What school some... is she taking him out of? You said UFC? Did I say UFC? Yeah. My fault. Uh, USC. USC. Sorry. USC. My bad. Uh, but she's going to put him in some school called H.E.M. Called who? Some school named H.E.M. Ha- what, Howard? It could, it could be Hampton. Oh, no, no one would No, ever. it could be Hampton. Nobody I'm would ever sure do that. You would never go I from think, USC think, to Hampton, I ever. Think, I think she might be putting him in Hampton. Uh, she would never do that. Well, according <laughs> to DJ Envy, that is the real HU. And, and according to DJ Envy, there's a lot of stuff he doesn't know. Just okay. watch any regular episode of Breakfast Club. He's going to say something real stupid because that's that Hampton education. You know what? I won't even blame Hampton. I'm just going to say he's a great representative for that school. Oh, <laughs> you brought it up. Taraji P. Henson will be taking her he son out of. Hampton was the first. 
real true HU. But okay, when you go to the uh, the National African American Museum of History and Culture, um, <laughs> there is actually uh, there is actually a section where it shows that that Hampton is not the real HU, and anyone that can find that, ping me. Um, anyway, <laughs> you got me going now. You cannot. You cannot. I did not know this was going to trigger <laughs> yes. you. I genuinely didn't know this was going to trigger you. I wasn't going to bring up Hampton. See, that's the thing about how my higher people know. We don't even be bringing Hampton up. Yeah, Everybody in, else does. Okay, and we're like, what? Fa- okay, now we're turning this whole conversation around. In fairness, Envy really does feel like he's like, no, nah, but Howard's not as good as cool as Hampton. That's Envy. I'm not even saying that. Envy also had a, a uh, curfew when he was a freshman. <laughs> Because he went okay, to Hampton. We got to not do this. All right, all right, all right. Let me stop. Let me stop. So Taraji will be taking her son to Taraji. Howard. Taraji will be taking her son to Howard University um, because on two separate occasions, her son got racially profiled. One, the cops put, pulled him over and they illegally searched his car when and he let them. Another time, he had his hands in his pockets and he was walking the campus and cops on campus uh, pulled him aside and harassed him. Um and so she said she is going to transfer him to Howard. She's like, I'm not paying all this money for him to go to this prestigious school for him to get treated this way. So what do you think? Hyper good night to that. I want to hype the hell out of it. I think this is awesome. I think a lot more of these things need to happen publicly whenever somebody's feeling as if they're being racially profiled. I wish there was more black parents that could stand up and say, we're going to take our kid out of this institution or we're going to take our, our, our student away from this thing because... They felt like something was off. I wish we could do a lot of these things in the space, but that's a whole different conversation, which is not mm. reality. But I love it. I love every second of it. More. More, please. Yeah. You, what about you? Um, I'm definitely going to hype it. Uh, I kind of struggle with it only because... Uh, well, first of all, Taraji, she went to Howard as well. Let's put that out there. So that is her. <laughs> no, no, I'm not, no, I'm not even like plugging. I'm just saying that you, you really are. No, I see why she chose Howard because that is that is where she went to school. But the thing that kind of like uh, triggered me a little bit is that you know a lot of people go to HBCUs. I'm just saying HBCUs in general, not just Howard, but a lot of people go to HBCUs because they want either the black experience or they want four years of just not having to feel like they're the only one. And that's what a HBCU does for you. And it's almost like a safe haven. Like I can tell you when I went to Howard, I, there were times where I forgot white people existed. And that was the first time in my life. And I'm serious about that. You can ask anyone who went to Howard. It's like, once you step off off that campus and you see someone of a, of a different way, race, you're like, oh, wow, this is the real world. The unfortunate part about going to a HBCU for four years is that because you are in this black bubble of black excellence, once you go out into the real world, it can shock some people. Hell yeah. Because some people have only been to a black school their whole life, and then they go to a black college, and then they're like, oh my gosh, I'm not used to being a mi- minority. Um, in his situation, I'm sure he's been a minority before. It, it, he went to USC. Um, and I can't judge that situation because I never went to college during a Trump era. And I can tell you that during this era, I feel like people are bolder. They are more open to showing their racism. And it's not just that we have camera phones and we can capture it now. That's just one piece of it. I really, truly believe that people 
are more comfortable with being racist and feeling like nothing Hell will happen yeah. to them. And so Preach. I commend her for take, bringing him on back home, girl. Do what you got to do. And uh, even if it was Hampton, I'd still commend her. I'd be like, okay, that's a little off, but at <laughs> least you're in a safer place. <laughs> All right. Last one on our Hyper Good Nights list. So uh, there is a new drug. I shouldn't have said drug. There's a new app called Natural Cycles. This is an, uh, an app that was approved just now uh, by the FDA. You said just now, like five minutes ago. Yeah, this just <laughs> recently happened. As a form of birth control, this app uses body temperature to determine when a woman is most fertile so she can decide whether to use pro action or to avoid having <laughs> sex if she needs to. Okay. Why did you say it like that? No, because this, this whole thing is a little weird. So, of course, you would need to, you know, give it some bodily fluids. It needs to test you a little bit. It does. How does it do that? Do you know? You actually can pee on a little monitor thing, uh, not like a, a little uh, temperature gauge. And then it'll be able to tell the heat of... And then you stick it in your phone somewhere? You lay your phone no, down you on... Don't, you don't... I, I hate you so much. No. <laughs> no. Okay. No. I'm trying to break it down for the people because it's like, how's the app going to be able to tell your temperature? You just... So you lay it down you next can, to you? You can, you can do the thumb thing. Uh, you can also... Uh, you can also... Well, initially, you're going to have to give it your DNA by peeing on this little stick that'll be connected to it but after that i think you're good uh there's a lot that goes into this though mm, but this like thing it. will be able to tell you whether or not you should or shouldn't have sex during that time because you'll be more fertile than not so avia start with you hyper good night to the new natural cycles app no i'm good nighting that why um it's just it's redundant and it's weird and I don't think it's gonna be useful. Wait, how is this redundant? What do you have that's like this other than like a cycle There's tracker? Actual period apps that can tell you your days of ovulation. So basically, you log in your period when you're having it. Yeah, you have to do the same thing. Right. So, like I said, it's redundant. So if you want to go off with some heat, no, but it's not telling you. It's not telling you like okay. This would be the best time for you to have sex if you don't want it. It's not going to say that. By process really of elimination, but you, you can tell the best days of having sex based off of what apps say. I can show you right now. But yours is going to tell you for best for ovulating to have a child, right? My app tells me when I'm ovulating. It tells me the highest chance of getting pregnant, like the actual day based oh, off of my period schedule Damn. like the actual period schedule that i Jesus. log in and so i'm saying that's why i'm saying like based off of process of elimination if my chances of getting pregnant are really really high on september 8th according to my app tmi for all y'all but this is what it says then i'm not gonna have unprotected sex on september 8th if i don't want a child maybe i'll do it the week before maybe i'll do it the week after this is all hypothetical i would never do that anyway um fair point so so because I don't really understand this whole heat thing, I'm just kind of like, eh, it seems a little fishy. Like, I'd rather just log in my period and then go off of that. I mean, I can't live my life off of an app anyway because 
I'm good. And plus, Meanwhile, the majority of America lives their lives on apps. But okay. I'm a good night at two because I don't like STDs. And so I'm going to be wrapping it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I did not see you. Not going. a fan of STDs. Did not it's just going not there. my stilo. I, I live a nice STD-free lifestyle, and I would like to keep it that way. Okay. And the app is not going to stop me from getting those. So, yeah. They are like opposed to each other pretty much the whole episode other than one. Sounds about right. Nothing's changed. Wow. Okay. (laughs) I am hyping this. I think it's great if somebody feels the need to be able to go raw dog in somebody at any given time. What? Yeah, everybody. If you want. STD is the gift that keeps on giving. Give to someone, they give to someone else. Okay. Anyway, the point is, if you want to be able to do that with somebody, you can be able to share that information with them. Like, yo, I'm at my lowest level today, so. Hey, I'm on gonna... my lowest level. No, hey. I'm not saying that you still go in somebody, but the whole point is you would know there's a less likely chance of something happening. So do you take it another precautionary step? How is that a bad thing? I think they should call the app Shoot the Club Up. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> I hate obvious. So catchy. Is it not? No, we're oh, not okay. going to do this. Don't. <laughs> so let's move on. The, the, now that we've done Hyper Good Nights, and for those of you who don't know, the next part of this is called Black Card Revoke. We wanted to create a section in, in that kind of talked about the things that uh, we as minorities ourselves and black people, uh, we put and prop up to a higher level that neither me nor Avia lives up to. So there's a bunch of things that we've already talked about in the past, but this week's, for me, uh, goes back and dates back to my childhood. Um, this was a TV show, by the way, that I felt like in the blacks community, in the black community, it gets a lot of love and I don't understand why it gets the love it gets. It was around from 1994 to around 1998 to 90s. Mm, prime time years of TV, black TV. This show was on Fox, by the way. And, and I'm, I'm not even going to let you guess on this. Okay. There was... There was two shows that led into this show. So before the show even happened, there was two great shows and then a shit show. I'm saying that in the most literal terms, too. This show that I'm referring to, you have one show, second show, and the third show. I'm going to go in order. Your first show you'd be watching is going to be Martin. The second show you're going to be watching is Living Single. The third show you would see, and this is the show that I'm referring to, is New York Undercover. <gasps> Throw the whole series oh, away. Throw the whole God. series away. Oh, are you? Malik Yoba is the only reason why I even watched the show. And outside of him, the whole show is Wait, garbage. wait. Why didn't you like the show? The rest of the cast is utter trash. No, they're not. We're not going to do this. The We're rest of the cast was Have you watched guy? this as a Have you watched this as an adult? Please. No, please. but I would love to. Oh, man. I love New York Undercover so much that No, it, you love Malik. I don't care what I was, come on. I was 8 years old. I didn't care about Malik like that. No. I was good on that. No, trust me. I liked Uncle Jesse from Full House. What? <laughs> we can't even do this. Her black card just got revoked too. No, double revoked. Any black girl, everyone loved Uncle Jesse. No, well, double revoked. Sorry to sidetrack, but no. Um, if you missed the the only thing I didn't like about New York Undercover is if you missed the first minute of the show, you had no idea what happened. 
Because the first minute of the show is when they played out the scenario, and then that's what the whole show was about. Nah. I'm sleeping on the whole cast. You did sleep on the whole I'm cast. I'm sleeping on the whole cast. What? Yeah, nah. That was yeah, quality. quality. Nah. Detective TV. Nah. I loved it. Nah, there's that. I mean, I'm mad, but I'm not, I'm not big mad. <laughs> <laughs> I said what I said. Damn, that's crazy. That's it. Wow. Okay, so um, this topic, and this is going to be a, a, a very fun main topic for me because we've been seeing a lot of this shit on social media for the past few months. And so we kind of want to do a collective, and this specific main topic is around gender roles. And we want to talk about them not uh, as broad as what men or women or trans or anybody should be doing, but specifically... Um, some of the things that we've been seeing on social media, and we just want to be able to respond to them because I think these are great black Twitter topics. So I'm going to start with this one. And Avia, I'm going to get your take. You're going to get my take. But let's start with this. The first one is if a man pays for lunch, I'll pay for dinner. If he pays for the movie tickets, I got the snacks. If he gets the bill, I get the next. 50-50 is where it's at. Stop expecting to be treated like a queen if you're not treating him like a king. So all this clearly is stated from the perspective of a woman who's in a relationship. And this is something that was trended on Twitter. So then eventually it got to the rest of the blogs and then people started commenting on it. The whole essence of this is around being 50-50 in a relationship. And there is a lot of commentary in the comment sections on the blog pages as well as on Twitter around why this is not okay. Why this is not acceptable. As well as on the flip side of guys saying things like, well, yeah, that should be how it is. So I want to start this conversation with your perspective on this and how you see it um, based on where we're at in 2018. Uh, Avia? I think that this meme actually makes it very apparent why dating is so hard in 2018. Because of the responses that were given to this, it was just on both sides of the spectrum from men and women. And it's like, if men and women can't even agree on this one thing on how dating should be, and I don't, I don't know if this is for dating or for marriage, because I feel like when it comes to marriage, I feel like that's a different level. So if we were to talk about this on the, on the dating sense, um, I can see why there's such a disparity between men and women when it comes to how to date because everyone has so many different points of view. If we're talking about this on a dating level, I personally don't have a problem with this for myself. Um, there's been- That's some- bullshit. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you I'm bringing bullshit already because this uh, says 50-50. You have a standard because you made this very clear on the show that especially in the beginning, he needs to do a lot more upfront. You've made that very clear. Whether it's the first date, second date, whatever, he needs to be doing a lot more up front. So that 50-50 whether, shit is out of the window up front. Whether a man does a lot more up front and then it evens out to 50-50, that may be a scenario that I like. I don't know. But... It's your scenario. <laughs> you can't say, I don't know, after you say that. You either know or you don't know. Well, I think that the, the general consensus is that when it comes to men and women... The man usually initiates a lot, right? The man is usually the I'm gonna one. Let you continue down this rant. No. Why, why? Why are you? Why? Why the generalization there? Why? Why did you have to even generalize that? I'm generalizing that because that's usually what happens. Okay, fair. all right. It, I'm gonna... It's usually what happens. Let's all right. There let's go down where, that path. There are times where women initiate going up to a man, 
Yeah, but let's go down the him. path of the, okay, so the general. In the general way of a man initiating, going up to a woman, um, expressing interest in her, having conversation with her, taking her number and saying we should go out sometime. I think that a lot of women feel like, well, you are the one who is interested in me or has shown that interest in me. So in that scope of things, show me that. That's just what it is. Okay. So if you if you're showing if you're if you're attempting to show interest in someone, mm-hmm. then you will want to treat them in a certain way. Is what I assume. Okay. So just not, so, in the same token, if I show interest in someone, I don't want to treat them in a certain way as well to let that interest be known and apparent. But not so, going 50-50 though in the upfront because you're supposed to be I can showing honestly, interest. Well, I can honestly tell you if a guy asks me out on a date, and I've said this before in the podcast. If a guy asks me out on a date and I agree to it, I am not. I if you're showing me that you're interested, I don't assume that you're you're not going to pay for me. Oh right, right. So because like, oh, I, God. so it's not fifty fifty. Well, but I, that's my point. I actually I actually rock on the wavelength of whoever asks who out on any sort of outing, whether it's the first date, whether it's the third date, or the eightieth date, should pay. Okay. So if I ask a guy out and I'm like, hey, we should go do this, and it's something I really wanted to do, and I want to do it with them, I expect to pay. What about the other side of the argument that's being made by the meme? Like, if a man pays for lunch, I'll pay for dinner. If he pays for the movie tickets, I'll get the snacks. Like, what about that kind of thing? It's not necessarily that it's 50-50 and true, the true fashion of 50-50, but if he was to pay for the full meal, are you going to offer to pay for the tip? Yeah. Even on that first date? Yeah. You've done that on the first yes, date. Yes, I have. I do it every time. Because usually what will happen is, why are you looking like you don't believe me? I have no reason to lie. If I, I wouldn't know. do it, then okay. I would just say, right. nah, I'm gonna, I ain't doing it. I'm going to back off. I'm going to back off. Continue. <laughs> What's the hesitation, though? I have a hard time why? believing you'd be like, you oh, let's pay the taxes. Bougie. You I are am? bougie. What are you talking about? That's I'm not bougie? Gonna... Yes. When what? it comes to what? Oh, this is an offline conversation. But yeah, you are bougie. It's fine. I think that needs to be a podcast thing. Because I didn't know I was bougie. I don't consider mm-hmm. myself bougie. Okay, we were supposed to do a full podcast on you and me dating. But that's a whole other conversation. You and me dating? You <laughs> and I, separately. Like, how we date, what we think of the other person in dating. Oh, how the other person handles them? Yeah. We were supposed to do that's that. A- that would have came up during that. But this is oh, no I didn't know you thought I was bougie. Wow. There's been a lot of unloading. I didn't know that. Okay, well, since I'm bougie, then yes. You know, um, I guess it is weird that I would offer to pay for the tip. But, but I'm also the same girl who on a first date, say we went out and had a meal and the check comes, I will take my wallet out of my purse. I will reach for but my wallet. But it's the wallet. test. It's not real. It's the test so because you're bo- not going to... A real t- bougie girl wouldn't even do that. Oh, yes, she they do. She would just sit there do you, and wait. Do you know how many women I know that do that as the test? That is a bougie standard test. Oh, okay. You are giving I out the realize. standardized bougie test, oh. which is exactly where I'm going with that. Oh, okay. Well, I'll still pay for the tip. <laughs> <laughs> but you'll do it begrudgingly and then you'll know no. like... Oh, mm. No, so you know what? If a guy, if a guy says no, you know, put your put your wallet away. I got this. I'm like, all right, cool. I appreciate that because you did ask me out. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I offer to pay for the tip, and he's like, yeah, that's fine. I'm not gonna dock any points for him 
because he paid for the check and that was the main part of the bougie test that you say that I that I gave. So I don't mind the reciprocation. 50/50 is is a is a direct it's like a specific number or percentage of reciprocation. Yeah, I, and, and Avia lives through the Drake motto. She ain't going 50/50 with no hope. Right, and a lot of you guys are hoes, so it's just hard to determine like who am I going fifty fifty with? <laughs> who am I going? Who's worth? Who's worth my fifty fifty? Because until then, it's going to be sixty forty. You know what I'm saying? So for me, it's like if say we went to say me and my date went to the movies. I would never do this on a first date, and then we went out to eat. And at the movies, he bought our tickets. I mean, me paying for our snacks. That's going to be way more than the ticket. So at that point, it's not. Accurate. Oh, it's probably gonna be just as much, right? No. If you go right now, if you go to Times Square movie theater, like the Forty Second Street AMC, it's gonna be fourteen dollars a, a ticket. That's twenty eight dollars for two. A movie is anywhere from fourteen to eighteen dollars, depending on when you go okay, see. Okay, say it. you see a so regular say, movie, not okay, IMAX. No, not. no, not IMAX. That's regular tickets. It mm-hmm. depends on what time you go. Mm-hmm. So if you go late at night, it can be somewhere between sixteen and eighteen. Like seriously. Okay. That's how they do so it. So snacks let, are like twelve dollars for like a let, box. Let's of say meal. it's it's sixteen because that's the least amount you're gonna get after a certain hour. So let's say sixteen a person. That's okay. thirty two dollars. Right. You spending thirty two dollars on the snacks? You think? I mean, depends on what they want. Are they really hungry or are they a little bit hungry? I throw the whole conversation. Because away. honestly, candy at a movie theater, a box of raisinets is gonna cost you five six dollars. That's not including your drink, your snack if you want a full meal. I'm a firm believer in bringing my own stuff, so I'll bring stuff for you too. Is you, that not reciprocation? So you can get a popcorn meal with a drink and an extra popcorn for less than sixteen dollars. So that's not even that's one ticket, maybe. I would not mind doing that though, is what I'm trying to say. I don't, I, I don't, I don't I know how blown much it would cost. Away by this. I would not mind doing so, that. Uh, guys, I, I just want you guys to know I am learning something about Avia through this episode actually. I'm blown away. I did not expect you to say that. By any stretch of the imagination. But this isn't the first I, date, though, right? This is dates in. It could be the no, second date. Wait, you said it was the first date. It could be the Come second date. Come on. Day. Wait, let's go back. <laughs> you brought the scenario of this being the first date. Get out of here, Avia. You're right. Because if he initiated the first date, you're not going to be like, oh, I'm paying for this no, stuff, too. No, that's not true. I, the, the, you just, the thing about it is I've done it before. Playoffs. So at the time where I practice, <laughs> at, at the time where I've done it before, I can say that I would do it. Because... It's in my realm of, of actions. Yeah, and possibilities. Um, I guess my question to you is, if you oh, went on a first date with somebody oh, and you asked them out, you pursued them, and they gave you the reach for the wallet test, and you know it's a test, are you going to call their bluff? And be like, okay, yeah, the, you got this. On the first date, or when? First date, you asked them out. Yeah, if I ask you out, I have the same rule that's in your mind already. I'm going to be paying for everything mm-hmm. if I ask you out. Period. And why is that? On a first date, if I am the one who's setting this up, this is on me. I want to get to know you. And if out out of getting to know you, I want to pursue more, then we can negotiate the terms. But that first date, that's on me because I'm pursuing you. I'm and glad you if, agree with that. And if... After pursuing you, I want more. Then, like I said, we can negotiate the terms. The reality of that situation normally is you go on a first date, and if it's trash, the difference between men and women, women understand 
something that I don't think the average guy is willing to just own up. Like, oh, this is never happening again. Like, already. Like, that... I feel like I've met some of my female friends in the first five minutes can be like, no. I'm like, how do you... Yeah. In the first five minutes, be like, no. And they have, like, this barometer of shit that they won't put up with in their mind. And they're like, oh, he already fucked around and did three or four things in the first five minutes. Like, they think of things like the way you talk to the waiter. Or, not saying that I don't think of these things, by the way. I do. But the way you talk to the waiter. The, the way that you come on sexually. And it's the first five minutes. It's like, whoa, whoa, we're never doing this again. So, I can understand that. I think my the other reason for me being willing and open to do the 50-50 in the future, though. not Future meaning first. when you're boyfriend and girlfriend with them. No, not even that. Like, whenever. If, if, if she's open to that, that's a whole other conversation. But being willing and open to do that is because I am one of those people that believes that women are a lot more powerful than we give them credit for. And we keep holding people to these certain standards from the past that are ridiculous this is just ridiculous oh we'll get to that and that that that'll be in our second level of this conversation but you know where i'm going with that right um so am i willing to uh accept the 50 50 fuck yeah i'm willing to accept the 50 50 my parents relationship what i saw out of that is when they were both willing and able it could work going 50 50 but when one person felt like the other person wasn't chipping in enough, that's when shit started to get a little irrational. Of course. I think that, but I think that this meme, it, it speaks on so many levels depending on the level of your relationship with someone. Because some people will probably look at this meme and say, yeah, I'll do 50-50 once I'm married, but when we're dating, like, I mean, you gotta drive, drive the ship. Fair. Because you need to prove Fair. to me that that this is something that I should be in. Like I don't agree with it, but I understand the point. Right. So there was this um, comment that someone said, and they were applying this meme to a relationship. And this comment actually got, it was the second highest is having the most likes on Instagram. And the person said, I think it's about equal sacrifice. I've been in a relationship where he makes double what I do, and I still might book a flight for us to New York for dinner with my own money. I have also been in a situation with someone who makes half of what I make, and he still contributed to assist me with other things besides money. Last note, him paying for things doesn't pass for treating you like a queen. Spoil me with loyalty. And I thought that that spoke volume. So... A lot of people in these comments were like, no, a man needs to prove to me that he likes me, so he needs to pay for X, Y, Z. I'm big on that in the beginning as far as like, you like me, you are pursuing me, so put your best foot forward. I'm big on that. If putting your best foot forward is having me pay for half the date that you asked me out on, then that's not good enough for me. Because that that just means it's just going to go downhill from there. Who you are? That's interesting. Who you are on the first? I, I don't agree with you, but well, that's who you are on the first date? I feel like if you're putting your best foot forward, and it's not to the other person's liking, they can only assume that there's going to be more problems down the line. Because if it's if it's already not on the level that you want it to be, and everything should be easy and good in the beginning, then when shit gets rough, who knows how's it, how it's going to be or how you're going to handle situations or whatever the case is but if your best foot forward is making me pay for everything then i know exactly what to expect and it's gonna make me feel like well 
I don't know how you're showing me that you like me when you're the one who asked me out on this date. When it comes to relationships, I feel like say you're not married but you're in a relationship, I don't I don't I don't mind that 50/50 um I don't mind that 50/50 lifestyle. Um if it were to come to a relationship where two people are living in the same house, I think that it could easily be applied to that. Um I've never personally lived with somebody you could probably talk more about that than I could. Yep. But I think that when it comes to splitting bills and splitting splitting costs and everything like that, I feel like personally I feel like that should be divided based off of how much that person makes. So if person A makes 40k yeah. and her boyfriend makes 100k, I don't agree with splitting the rent down the middle because if their rent is 1500 that seven fifty is gonna be more more to her than it would for him, right? Every month. So I feel like in that in that instance, the rent needs to be split down the down whatever percentage to make it equal based off of how much they make. Oh, so so uh, if I don't know, let's say uh, Kim Kardashian just happens to make more than Kanye West, mm-hmm. so she should be paying way more of their mortgage than Kanye, right? Mm-hmm. Got it. Just making sure I understand and follow the logic. Okay. Yeah. Um, so It goes both ways. If the girl's making more and the guy's making less, I feel like, yeah. So here's here's the final point I'm going to make on just that specific thing. I think, um, I think everybody should be open to 50-50. That's me. I genuinely feel, feel like that should be the case. But there are different levels of people. There are different things that uh, people, there are different ways people were raised, and I'm not here to state whether or not they were raised properly or raised improperly, but what I am here to raise is to show a level of understanding to a new generation of people that are growing up under the guise that everybody is capable of doing almost anything. And if that is my perspective, and everybody has the ability and or capabilities to do anything, then let's stop looking at these situations as if they have to follow some bullshit order from before. Let's give people their rightful chance to make decisions, give people their rightful chance to live up to something that's outside of the, you know, the gender role stereotypes and do what they want to do. And it doesn't have to be, well, you buy this from me, I buy that to you. But it does need to be where two people can be together and believe that how they have it worked out works for them. Of yeah. course, but sometimes that has to be a conversation because someone may ex- be expecting something and the other person's expecting something else and then that's where the disconnect happens. I think that the the problem with this particular meme is that it focuses solely on money. And I think that when it comes to reciprocation, which is what I am a firm believer on, whatever that may be or whatever whatever that may mean to someone else, it doesn't have to be in a monetary fashion the whole time. It doesn't have to be I spent this much on you, so you need to spend a certain amount on me. Sometimes it can be, um, my boyfriend took me out to dinner, so I'm going to cook him a special meal next time so we don't have to go out and he doesn't, I'm going to cook him everything that he likes. Like, you know, it, okay. it, could be, it could be something like that. And I think it ties down to like the five love, love languages. And some people like having things bought for them and purchased for them. And that's how they feel like someone's showing that they're into them. And some people like acts of service. And 
If you get with someone whose love language doesn't match with yours, yeah, it's not going to match up and you're not going to feel like they're doing what it takes to show that they want to be with you. I agree with that part. Okay. Well, I think we've hashed that one out enough. We have more to come. So the second portion of this, actually, let's, sorry, my voice is cracking. Puberty. Avia. Late puberty. (laughs) Hello. Um, Avia actually used... uh, Instagram stories to ask a question and the question I mean, maybe I'll let you take it on actually. Yeah, so this all stemmed from my friend Who thought she saw me walking down the street hand in hand with some guy and I basically told her come on, you know, that's not me and if that was me the guy that I would be walking with will be walking on the street side of the sidewalk. Because in this picture, this girl's walking on the street side, the guy was walking on the inside. And I told my friend, like, the next person I hold hands with in public is going to know to walk on the street side. And so she proceeded to say, and I'll quote her directly so that there's no room for any miscommunication. I said, plus the next person I hold hands with in public will know to walk on the street side of the sidewalk. She said, you believe in the old wives' tale, girl? Ain't no car finna hit nobody. And she said, and ain't no mud in NYC either. So what else you got? And I told her. It's about robbing, actually. I like the notion of chivalry as a whole. It shows that their parents taught them well. And so I decided to create a poll on my IG story because it had me thinking, like, everyone wants something different from the person that they're with, Right. So in my friend's case, she wouldn't have cared being that person walking on the sidewalk side, but I would have knocked them down a couple notches point-wise for doing that because because my dad raised me in a way where I should expect something different. And so why are you laughing? Okay, so I created a poll and all I said was, question for everyone, so I just wanted guys and girls to answer, do you believe in chivalry? And the final results of that poll was 13% said no, and 87% said yes. And if I were to break that down in numbers, it was three people that said no and 20 people that said yes. The three people that said no were all men, one including my podcast partner and his friend, And the 20 people that said yes were equally men and women, which I thought was interesting. So, and I noticed that a lot of the guys that said yes uh, either lived in the South or were from the South, which I don't know if that has anything to do with anything. But um, I thought that that was interesting that Lawrence said no. I was not surprised though because <laughs> yeah, he would. I and really then, love then, you for that. And then his friend said his friend said no, and I'm like, well, birds of a feather flock together. So I mean, you know what what to expect. But I want to ask you, Law, why did you vote no? Um. So what was, I, okay. First of all, what was the first thing that you thought when you read the the question? Were you looking at the full scope of the story and you were saying, I don't believe I need to walk on the street side? Or you're just looking at, I don't believe in chivalry as a whole? Uh, actually, me and, my, me and my girlfriend go through this occasionally. Like She'll be like, please walk on the street side or whatever, because I'm just walking. So she'll remind me and I'll be like, okay, and I'll do that. But it's not something I'm actively doing, because frankly, it doesn't matter to me, but it matters to her. So because it matters to her, I'll do it. 
but it's not something I genuinely care about at all. Uh, but that doesn't, to me, that I don't think of chivalry when I think of that, actually. I just think of bullshit stereotypes. So when you were saying no, you're answering the Chivalry in general. general. So you don't believe in chivalry in general? Oh, no. I think all that's horseshit. You, you don't believe in I think it's all opening a door for a woman. I think it's all you don't believe in holding her umbrella when it's raining. You don't Actually, believe in carrying a, a heavy package. Let's, let's talk through some of this stuff. Yeah, let's talk through it. I like I think, this. Because you I like know what? This. I will say this. I will say this. I did get a message from someone when I put that poll up. Mm -hmm. And she basically said to me, hold on, let me see if I can find it. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Wait. She said, um,. She said, someone had to explain the sidewalk thing to me, too. And recently, my dad is big on chivalry, but I never, ever heard of this. To be honest, it doesn't bother me. Assuming I'm be being treated well otherwise, of course. Maybe it's because Californians don't walk anywhere. And she, like, laughed it off. And then I said, um, I said, walking on the street side, opening doors, Offering their jacket if you're cold, texting you to make sure you got home okay after the date are all chivalrous acts that I think some sometimes get overlooked. Um, and then I said, I like it when a man has been taught to do things that show he's looking out for a woman. The walking on the street side thing is pretty old fashioned, but it shows he was taught about it. And I said, your dad may be one of the last good guys left. And I actually meant that. Um, and then... And then she and then she reiterated why she was confused about the street size thing. So so everybody everyone has their own idea of what chivalry is. Mm -hmm. And if they're out with someone and they don't really know them that well, and the person doesn't do something, and they're thinking in their mind like, oh, they didn't do this. I guess they don't really care about chivalry as a whole. It could just be that that person doesn't know about that one act as being being considered chivalrous. Or it could be the fact that everyone has different levels of what they consider chivalry to be. They do. And it's all horse shit. Okay, so go ahead. All right, so let's start. Before we even get into each one of these kind of acts that we can consider chivalrous, I, I was me and you were talking about this offline. And the conversation we were having is I think chivalry is based on things that were happening way before us in Europe. And to put perspective on this, the, the term and all this stuff comes from uh, twelve. <laughs> oh my God! What? The term comes from twelve hundred and ninety-two. Okay. That's let's just start with that. Like that's how old the terminology is, and it has nothing to do with the social moral thing that we have it around now. Mm -hmm. It had everything to do with soldiers and all this other shit. And so. Gradually over time, by the time we got to, I want to say, medieval times maybe, um, the meaning in Europe was redefined to kind of emphasize uh, more a general social moral virtue. Um, and then by kind of the late mid Middle Ages, a moral system combined with that warrior ethos from back in the day was mm -hmm. kind of compounded with it. So... People were starting to kind of nail down what that meant by the Middle Ages. So for me to even take seriously shit that comes from the Middle Ages from Europeans, get the fuck out of here. You Europeans from the Middle Ages 
can't dictate what's happening or can't possibly have created a construct in which I should be following 100% all the way through. Because don't get me started on everything from our government to etc. But anyway, I, I'm, I can't be following all the way through 100% with something that's from ages ago that wasn't even meant for my people. Let me just start with that. Nothing was meant for us, though. Uh, 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 yeah, yet we're following through with the uh -huh. shit. So how are you undoing so, that in your own personal life? So, so hold on. Let let me let me speak to this. I'm going further down this this lexicon with this word specifically. So when people talk about chivalry, once it gets to the Americas, these are people who have left that area that don't want anything to do with the prince, princess, kings, and all this other bullshit, yet we're still following the rhetoric and the bullshit that they created. Mm -hmm. And now we're not even viewed as people on that other side who created this. We're not even viewed by those people as being the things that we're claiming to be. That's also reality. So then let's go down the path of men and patriarchy and why this system was created. So a lot of this stuff, and even if you go down to the definition of a lot of this stuff, it's coming from men saying that they had to either be the, the defender and or the protector of women in some way because women were too docile to do so themselves. And these terms started to bubble up further because men were expected to not only be the breadwinner of the household, but respect. We're told that they needed to head the household in those days. Mm -hmm. We do not live in that time frame. Uh -huh. So if you're going to be the head of the household, you're going to follow all these rules that were set forth by those guys who were considered chivalrous. Those were the soldiers. Those were the, the men who were in power and etc. Because this is how the lineage is broken down. Why the fuck would we be held, held accountable to some shit from fucking... The 1200s. What are we doing? What the fuck are we doing? So my my rebuttal to that when we when we spoke on offline was was the evolution of things. Mm -hmm. So everything that we're doing now has evolved to what it is now. So it may not be for the same reason. It may not be in the same way, but it it fits for what the society brings. So my comparison to that was the N word. And my Which comparison. This is a ridiculous comparison. I mean, I, I'm known for making ridiculous comparisons, but it continue. makes sense in my mind, and for anyone who agrees with me's mind. So, um, pull up, pull up. <laughs> so the the N word, which which was created to put black people down and used by white people against black people to to um um to put put them down and 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 put themselves on a pedestal and to be mean them. It's now being used as a casual word that black people call each other in a we are tight kind of way. We are we are tight knit, we're family, we're friends. Like it, the word has been changed around. Mm -hmm. So one can ask the same thing, like why are we still using this word in a different way, but we're still using the same root of this word that was used to tear us down and we're using it in a loving way. Why are we still doing this? You can ask that about anything that you do that originated from the Europeans because everything pretty much, I mean, it did not, it, let me take that back. It did not, everything did not originate from Europeans. Europeans like to have us thinking that, but 
the the type of culture that the American society has has stemmed from a lot of European practices that we still do today. And so you can ask yourself that question about a number of things. So why something as as something as positive I consider to be chivalry, why does it have to be something that's done away with just because it started off as this European thing that had nothing to do with our black culture and now women are in a better place in their life and, and they have um, access to things and they have jobs and they are independent and everything like that and there is no patriarchal type of originating view of what a family household should look like so things should not be done anymore. Why does something as good as chivalry have to be done away with? There's nothing wrong with chivalry. I could see if it was something that actually was a detriment to our society or to us as a people, but to do away with something that actually shows that you care or are looking out for someone is kind of crazy to me. So to not believe in wanting, wanting to take care of your woman, and that's what I consider chivalry to be. And, wanting and, to take uh, care of your woman let, let, and, and showing acts of kindness to other women. Let's dissect what you just said there with the shows that you care. Because to me, what this was actually derived from is not just showing that you care. I, I just mentioned exactly what this shit. And you see from. how it has evolved. It, it's and not. Now, it was never just showing that you care. I understand. It was just a display of dominance and patriarchal and uh, head of household. In 2018, if a guy opens my door, I'm not going to take it as, oh, he's trying to dominate me and control me and control when I leave out this door. No one's going to take it as that in 2018. So Great. we have, to, I'm we not have saying, to put it into perspective wait, of what say, it is right now. I'm not saying you have to take it as that. But what I am saying is this comes and stems from something that is patriarchy of a man leading a household. Mm -hmm. If I'm going to follow suit with chivalry being a thing, and again, before we get to the whole tactical level of this and what that means now, um, really... I have to break down that whole thing of chivalry as bullshit because then we're starting to follow shit that happened in the past. And you know, you know damn well, women are not trying to follow shit that happened in the past that way. That's just not reality. Most women are not trying to follow through with that shit. I don't think Perfect example. What I mean, cut and dry. Like, what, if we do what this, I mean, then we have to do no, this. No, what I mean by that is, it is the concept of, oh, well, if we're following through with chivalry, then, well, shouldn't we also be following through with, I don't know roles in the house because these seem like gender role things yet again men should be doing this men should be doing that women should be so doing now this that women, women should be doing that have access to jobs and independence they don't deserve to have the door open for them no that's my, what i'm my, hearing my my thing is now that you have access to this stuff shouldn't your role still be the same then Shouldn't you still be doing those same things too? But we're not doing we those same things because we have access to having careers and having jobs and not being at home and taking care of the kids oh, while you're... So, so this is a further evolution. So you wouldn't need to do that because you've evolved to something different, right? So you're saying that now that women are more independent because we have, we have the ability to be that, you men have allowed that for us. We don't deserve to be treated any better than oh, we were treated when we were at home. This is about deserving. But this, what no, is it about? No, it's what about is it deserving? about? Equal rights. So equal no. rights. How wait, how's that not? It's not about so, equal rights. Why you're is make, it not? You're making it about equal rights. First, Absolutely. So, so in your argument, you want to rationalize. I'm not going to do something that um, Europeans have instilled on us that has no bearing on my values as a black man today. And now you're like, oh well, it's equal rights. So da 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 da. 
I mean, if it's and these are not, all hold on, these rights, are all arguments. Hold on, rights. these are all arguments. We've never I hear, had. Can, we still don't hold have on. equal these rights. These are all arguments that I consistently hear from women as well. I'm all in on all of this too. I'm like, as yeah, long as women are making that? eighty cents to a dollar compared to a man, we don't have equal rights. So as much as you men want to say, oh, well, equal rights, you guys are now allowed to do this, you guys are now allowed to do that, so shouldn't things change everywhere else? No, we're still not equal. So the fact that you even brought up equal rights... Wait, so, so we're going to go down the, the gender pay gap. That's You want to have that argument too? I'm, I'm bringing that up because you're bringing up equal rights like we have some. Wait a second, do wait we? a second. If, if, if we didn't have... Equal rights, like, and just talking about America. I'm not speaking on the rest of the fucking world, because then that's a whole nother conversation. Okay. Clearly, that's a whole nother conversation. All right. Because if we go to Islamic regimes, most countries do not have equal rights for women. Clearly not. I'm talking about specifically America. Uh huh. So if we're going down the the path of women having equal rights, Mm -hmm. because. I don't know too many of you guys that are going to argue with me that women don't have equal rights. Equal rights, women vote like men. Women work like men. Like, in most societies, they, they, don't, they don't get a vote. They don't get to work. So, yeah, they don't get I to have to use that gender, so, the gender gap as, so, a pr- as proof so, that everything is not equal. So We don't have the right to make as much money as you because we do not. On a general sense, we do not make as much money as you. So, if you want to bring so up wait, an if example, we want to go down, wait, if we want to go down that path, you're not going to be able to truly argue me in this the right way. So we'll have to come back to this. And the reason why I'm well, saying don't. you're not going to be able to argue me, the reason why I'm saying that is because I've, I've now you're being dominating. Hold this on, the re- I don't want to have a conversation that you haven't researched pro- pro- properly. I mean, you can throw as many stats as me at, right. at me but as this, you want this, to, but this wouldn't be a fair conversation. Though. No, but it's fine. But I just feel like. You cannot say equal rights as if, as if everything in our lives is equal because it is not. We are still discriminated against to this day. To this day. So and when I say that, I mean mm-hmm. you can apply that to whatever Trump's doing if Hillary was caught doing half the stuff he was doing. Mm-hmm. Do you think it would be okay? So when I don't I, think when it's I, okay if anybody... Well, hold on. But no, do you clear. think that our country would be okay with it? Because I don't our country think is okay it, with wait Trump. Wait a second. I don't think... Whoa. Our country is not okay with Trump. Uh, that the, is not true. The white true. women who voted for him hold are? On. That is also not true. I think there is a narrative being built here that you, you're missing on that too. More of the country voted for Hillary than they do, voted for Donald Trump. I understand that. That is a fact. I understand that. The so way that I our misspoke. the way that our system is set up, though, right? I the way misspoke. that our system is set up is different as far as electoral votes. Yes. I understand. So let's I not do that because okay. the majority well, of the country I'm does not. To, I'm admitting right. to being wrong. So, so let me let me let me rephrase that. Let me rephrase that. If Hillary got elected to be president mm-hmm. and she was caught doing half of the things that Trump has been caught doing during mm-hmm. this first first year and a half of her her presidency. Mm-hmm. I don't believe she would be treated the same way. Why? Because she's a woman. Now, this is all hypothetical, so you're right. I don't have st- stats to say, well, this percentage and this percentage and this percentage, and I'm right. No, I'm saying that we can all agree that she would not be treated the same way. We can all agree I, that, I'm yes, as a, black, as, a, as a black... I'm not arguing that. Okay, well... But that's what I'm saying. We're 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 way way no, we off are, the beaten we path. No, we are we are way off the beaten path. But you have to understand that saying that we have equal rights 
needs to go across the board. And if you want to pick and choose the things that we can both do as men and women together, like, oh, we can all vote. Oh, we all have jobs. Oh, we can all drive in a car. Like, those are great things, but there are still underlying things that separate you what, brought what up men the evolution, though. You were the re you I brought, brought up the evolution, the evolution of chivalry and like what it's you, become. No, I'm you, not talking about our rights. You didn't just bring up just the evolution of chivalry, you brought up evolution in general outside of chivalry. And so, when you brought that up, I was like, Yeah, and to your point, mm -hmm. that's why I'm saying to you. When we talk about evolution, mm -hmm. let's talk about that in all ways because our society has evolved. Yes, it and has. Since our society we have has more evolved, rights, but we do not have equal rights. And since our society has evolved and the household is completely different. And again, I don't want to get into the gender pay gap thing unless like, we both have the same information in front of us because then it's a better conversation. But it's not as simple as men make X amount of money more than women. There's a lot of factors that play into that. There's so many factors that play into that. I, so that's a, that's a, that argument is flawed by a mile. I think it's interesting that a man would want to do away with any sort of act that shows that he cares about someone. And that's what I thought was interesting in the three men that said no. You, your friend, and this guy I actually used to go on dates with, which is pretty mm -hmm. interesting because the at the time that we used to go on dates... I didn't get that sense from him that he didn't believe in chivalry because he was actually very chivalrous to me. So, this so is, but this is this is what I'm talking about. So I think we do need to get into the tactics of this, what chivalry means to you, okay. and those small tactics. So let's start with it, the no, first no, one. What, no, let's what does start it mean with, no, to you for let, you to say no. No, I want to just go down these tactics really quick. Okay. So one, I think the first one that comes to my mind it is, it is nothing to do with like the side of the street yeah. shit because until I moved to New York City. I never heard of anybody doing that shit because mm -hmm. nobody's walking where I'm from. Mm -hmm. So that whole thing to me has been a city thing. But the fir very first one is open a door for a woman, right? Okay. And open a door can mean open a door in multiple, multi a multitude of ways. It can be opening the door if you're going into a place. It can be opening the door for her if she's getting out of a car, whatever. I find that whole thing to be fucking hilarious. Specifically the car one. The car one is egregious. Oh, unless the only way that I would possibly ever open my girlfriend, wife's, whatever fucking door is if she has on a dress that's going to go whoop, and there's going to be a spillover of something and I can help her so that she doesn't end up fucking dirty. That's the only way. Like what? Why would I waste time opening you? What are we doing? What exactly are we doing? That's a waste, in my opinion. I don't know what is chivalrous about that. I don't know what am, is she. What is, is chivalrous she, about opening a is girl's? She, is she is she not able to do this herself? Like I'm not understanding how that's chivalrous. As far as opening doors in general, specifically, I'm starting with the car thing, and then okay. we can get to the the door opening in the front. Okay. The car thing blows my mind. Okay. I don't understand it at all. You got anything on that? Uh, the only thing that I have is uh, why would someone open a certain type of door but not another? So I think that that applies to that because that's just another type of door. It's not like... There's a huge difference. Because if I'm opening the door for you, if we're going into some place, and I'm ahead of you, and I open the door, go for it. And I'm closing the door on whoever the fuck is coming after us. I, that's a whole Even other thing. Even if it's thing. a woman. Oh, I am at the point now, specifically living in New York, 
I'm going to push and the door and you got to do your this thing. This is why I wasn't surprised that you voted no, because I know that you're like this. But I think that that, <laughs> that opening a door for the person that you're with, who was a woman, and if there's a woman behind you, actually holding the door for her as well is chivalry. Why would you not hold it for her as well Ooh, if she's that, right behind that, you? That, that leaked out of me day 12 in New York City. Why? Uh, the first thing for me is there is a level of respect that people have to pay you when you do certain things. I don't expect payment. I expect respect. And at the point that I'm not being respected for doing something that I don't have to do, respect. So you're saying every time you've opened the door for a woman that you were not with, they did not respect you, so that deters you from doing it. In oh, general. and not only was it disrespect, it was... And, and, and Again, this is not a shot at Europeans. A lot of times it was specific to people who are out, from out of the country that literally just blatantly act like you don't exist, blow through the door, and keep going. I can understand that. That shit rubs me all the wrong way. To the point that I'm like, you get your own fucking door. That's funny because I had a guy speaking to this other guy in front of me and they you could tell they were from, I think, France or somewhere else. And they saw me behind them, but they did not open the door for me. So or or hold the door open for me as they went through. Um, Put some respect on my name. So, yes, culturally, culturally speaking, yes, there are differences. Um, I just I'm not a firm believer in changing who you are as a person because of other people oh that isn't that called evolving and you can call anything evolving oh, change, isn't change, that, wait. change is evolving well, yeah there you but go i put conditions on evolving okay you and can so put it all in. so if you if there's good attributes of you I don't b believe in getting rid of those attributes just because other people don't appreciate them i feel that and you mm -hmm. know it's funny i had um a conversation with my friend ryan and I was telling him about the poll and we got into this whole big conversation on chivalry. And I told him that like, I was telling him my examples of what I think things are when I consider them chivalrous. And I was like, you know, even when you go on a date with someone and they're like, text me when you get home, I feel like that's an act of chivalry and it's something small, but it shows that they at least care. And so Ryan was like, you know, he's gone through situations where he said that to a girl after a date and they're like, okay, dad, or all right, whatever. And they, they, they just kind of like blow it off like it's nothing or they try and make fun of it and kind of make him feel like, you know, he's doing too much or that they don't really care. And I told Ryan, I was like, don't not do that with the next girl just because this last girl didn't appreciate that. That's crazy to me. It's like, why would you change yourself based off of your surroundings? You are who you are. If you are a nice, good-hearted person, I'm going to advocate always change yourself for your surroundings. No, no, that's I, how you adapt. No, no, no. There's there's but a certain continue. level of adaptation, and there's a certain level of having those good values and not getting rid of them. Okay. So you can adapt without getting rid of your good values. That is a possibility. I feel mm -hmm. like I have adapted to New York in a certain way where. Um, I don't know. I can name countless things that I do differently now that I live here that I didn't do before. And it's only because I live in a city that has 10 million people. But I'm not going to sit here and be like, I'm not going to do this nice gesture for someone when I can do it just because it has not been appreciated in the past. Oh, I, oh, I am complete opposite of you. I so know you are. Give me an example. I'm giving you a quick, quick example. Uh, I've given money before to uh, a homeless guy. Uh, he said this isn't enough. 
after that day, none of y'all motherfuckers getting money. Everybody's down the shithole creek because of you. I can agree with that. But like, that's, that's the that's, way I work, And that's though. based off of a trust value, too. But that's... No, but that's my... When you get burned in a certain way, like, if it was a small burn, it's okay. But then for you to be loud and then execute that in front of multiple people, I'm like, oh, word. Word. No, I can completely understand that. So now you feel like any homeless person, you know, for me, it's a, it's a sense of trust. So it's a, it's a sense of... Do I trust that if I give this person money, they're going to do the right thing with it? That's me. So the time that I offered money when someone was asking, or when I offered food when someone was asking for food and they, were, they, they didn't have a place to stay and they were looking for their next meal, the time that I offered food and they said, uh, no, I need money, that taught me I'm not going to offer anything. But that's not because I want to be malicious or anything like that. It's because... You obviously are not hungry because if you were, you would take what I gave you and you have basically I, I lost trust in that. So I, I have lost trust in certain homeless people or certain homeless situations because of situations like that where it's clear they don't need your food. It's clear they don't need anything else you're providing unless it's money because they're going to so, do something else with it. Let's, let's continue down the tactics. The, the next one. This is so opening the door. So what's the difference? I already different- said though. I already said the opening door thing. If I'm ahead of you, I'm gonna open the door for you. That's but you're gonna you purposely not open the door for whoever's behind. Oh fuck no! Ooh, done. That's Unless so I know weird. you, your family, something. Nah, B, you get out of here. Get out oh of the paint. My God. Get out of the paint. No, but the the second one, and this is really ridiculous. I don't think I've ever done this actually. Pulling out somebody's chair. I don't know in my entire life I've ever done that for anybody. And you just, no. You're not a chivalrous person, so you wouldn't. No. <laughs> like, that's oh, not a surprise. No. no. Not a thing. Um, but I've also never dated a woman that was like, how could you not pull? That's never been a thing. Nobody's ever like been like, no. That's fucked up that you didn't think to pull my fucking chair out. And I probably could never date a woman who's that interested in that. Because I'm like, our, our moral compasses are not the same. They're just not. Like, if that's your thing, great. I'm sure there's tons of guys who are willing to do that. It's just not my thing. Where, what do you think? Like, is that something where you'd be triggered? You're like, oh. You know, I have to say, I'm pretty, um, I don't want to sound hypocritical, but I probably am going to sound hypocritical. But I feel like I place a certain amount of importance on certain actions. So when it comes to sh- what I consider to be chivalrous, I don't think that every action is weighted the same to me. So if someone didn't pull out my chair, I wouldn't weight that high on my scale of chivalry in the same token that I would weigh them not opening my door, my door that we're going through or whatever. So I think that there are more common acts of chivalry and those are the acts that people pay attention to the most, but there are slight acts of chivalry which i would consider to be like the walking on the street side thing so when i looked up walking on the street side and how that originated um they said historical reasons cited for this include when knights existed their right arm was their sword arm and thus is needed to be able to defend the lady that they're with um Another example was when people used to throw garbage out on, out of the window, the woman needed to be on the building side of the street so it wouldn't hit her. I've never heard of that. And the other one was 
the man needs to be on the street side of the sidewalk in case a car splashes water. That's the most commonly known reason for why people do it. And the other one was having the lady on the wrong side implies she's a prostitute, which I thought was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so, and and I don't I don't sit here and be like, oh, this guy didn't walk on the street side, so he doesn't have any home training. But when a guy does, let me tell you, whatever point system I have in place for that said dude, it shoots up because not a lot of people know to do that. And I feel like that's something that is taught or something that maybe they learned when they got older and they wanted to incorporate that into how they treated women. But that says a lot to me. When a guy does things that shows that he's, that I'm in his best interest. Now, the argument could be made, and this is what me and my friend Ryan were talking about. If a car plummets down the sidewalk and hits a wrap. Either the girl or the guy, they both could be dead. It doesn't really matter the positioning Mm -hmm. of it. Um, So then it's like, well, what's the point? But then you can ask, what's the point of anything? So while Law is not a chivalrous person, every time I leave his house late at night after we're recording this podcast, he'll be like, text me when when you get home. Mm -hmm. And some guys don't do that. And and so someone could be like, well, if something were to happen to her... What's the point of her texting you? Because if she doesn't text you, are you really going to check up on her? Anyone can rationalize anything. And you can. So if the reason that a guy doesn't hold open a door for someone is because they have two arms and two hands and they can do it themselves, then you can ask yourself, well, why am I doing anything for anybody? You can, If you really want to rationalize it. So I consider it to be a way of showing care. And if you don't do some of these things... I'm going to look at you a little sideways because I'm going to look at you like, well, dang, how did your mom raise you? Did she did she ever go over See, this? I, yeah. or did, or this, did, is, this is, I'm glad. So, I don't know if you want to go down any more tactics, but no, I, can, we don't I, have can clearly, to. I can clearly go down the gambit of these and go bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. And pick, well, you are going to go bullshit, bullshit, right. bullshit. So, so here's where I'm going to go. I'm, I, my point that I was leading into was more so... Ultimately, it comes down to whether or not, in my opinion, in a relationship, if you're a good person or not. Chivalry, to me, does not decide whether or not you're a good person. Chivalry does not decide whether or not, in my opinion, you have good values. And that could be, in your opinion, deciding whether or not the person has good values. Because somebody can be chivalrous and still fucking other people on the side. Oh, I know. Like, you know what I mean? Like, wow, thanks for being so chivalrous. I know. Like, I don't give a fuck about that stuff. My, my... Moral compass is more so, am I a good person and am I a good fit for you? If I'm in a relationship with you, how are we a good fit? It's about compatibility. And if your stance on compatibility is, I want this guy to be chivalrous in these ways, great. Find that guy. I'm just not that motherfucker. I'm very clear about I'm not that dude. I don't give a shit. My girlfriend on the flip side knows me well enough to understand the kind of person that I am to whereas... It doesn't, she doesn't let it bother her. But at the but first, there's not a. I, let me let me explain. There's not things that I don't do for real outside of maybe the the walking on the street. Like if my girlfriend was cold, she's getting my coat. But I don't think of that as chivalrous. That's me being a good person because I'm not cold. I'm I don't feel the same way you do. Or I can push through this, and maybe you can't. Here's my coat. That's me being a, a partner that's willing to help. Period. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't, 
Like, I want you to feel comfortable. So if you feeling comfortable means you need my coat in this experience, here's my coat. There's not like some thing in my brain that's going, this will be chivalrous of you. Or this no, is the no right thing. To, that way. No, but like this is the right thing to do based on everything that you learned growing up. No, it's just this is right because it's the right thing to do for you. If you need this in this moment, I got you. You know, what I mean? like that's just how it works. I don't, I don't know what else to say. I, I, I don't disagree with you. I just when I say that I give someone points for knowing certain things, that means that there was a certain level of um, awareness that they learned about that thing. Mm-hmm. So if and you know what, I would like to say that when it comes to chivalry and when it comes to a disconnect between people. Um, not doing certain things because maybe they've been burned so many times that I'm not going to open this door for this girl because every time I open doors for, for women, they don't appreciate it. And then they get into their next relationship where they carry that to, to, to that. And then the girlfriend's looking at them like, well, dang, you don't even open my door for me. <laughs> and then the guy's like, well, every time I've done it in the past, like girls just don't like that shit. And then the girl's like, but I like it. Mm-hmm. So, you know. A lot of times people do things based off of their past experiences. And yes, we are products of our, of, our, of our environments and what we've gone through. So I can say that that is one thing. Another thing is how you're raised. Some people were not raised to have these acts of kindness. Mm-hmm. And so that says something to me. So I'm not judging someone completely in a whole, like the whole scope of the person. Like they are not a good person because they didn't walk on the sidewalk side of me. Oh, but that happens consistently. I've definitely went on dates with women from the South, and that is a thing. Because that's where Southern their expectation... hospitality, that's where chivalry No, lives. I laugh. I laugh. I laugh all the time. They're, like Their expectations lie there. And I'm like, okay, and if that's your thing, I'm grateful that we don't have to do this again. Like, I, I'm very clear, like, we don't have to do this again. It's been specifically women who are from the South. Not all women from the South are like that, but for the ones that I've met that were like that, I just knew it was like, oh, wait, that, that's not going to be our thing. And that's fine. And I'm not saying that I don't fit the bill of someone who does, quote unquote, chivalrous things, because that'll also be a lie. But again, I'm not doing it to be chivalrous. That's fine. I think it's like, perfectly okay it's a, to do something because you're a good person. And whether or not you're thinking in your head, I'm being chivalrous or I'm not, that's not how people operate, I don't think. No, but it's like a... Uh, I'll try to explain it's, it. It's a value thing. It's really a, a values thing. Like You don't have to remind yourself to do something that was instilled in you. If something is truly instilled in you, it's not an, it's not an, um, an apparent thing like, oh, that's I'm true. doing this. Fact. I'm doing this Fact. because... It's something that comes natural to you and it's innate to you. It's yep. not like I'm trying to be this person. So so that's why I say I don't like the same token that I give points for someone walking on the street side because that's instilled in them. If they do it every time to the point where I'm walking on the street side and I don't even realize that I am and they have to switch sides with me, that is instilled in them. It's not a, it's not like a, a, an alarm going off in their head where they have to remember. It's something that they they... They see and they change and they fix based off of how they were taught. But I, you know, I think I, I think I've come to a point in my life where I appreciate people for who they are and I appreciate people for their good intentions. So if someone has completely good intentions and they're a great all around person, I'm not going to not be with someone because 
certain things are not instilled. But if certain things are not instilled, I am still going to take note of that. That's all all I'm saying. And so I think that it's it's not that I want to be judgy about it and be like, oh, I'm not going to go out with this guy again. I think that's how people are though yeah people are judgy about a lot of things no I'm saying but that that's what happens with this stuff I, I you know I don't think it's I don't think it's a black and white thing because I, I feel like if you have these expectations and haven't communicated them to somebody and that's that's already horrible like if that's what you want then you should say that you should be like yo this is what I expect blah 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 but in some instances if somebody's going on a date people haven't even spoken on the phone they haven't done any of that they're just like oh let's go on a date next Monday and then they show up and then they get to know each other that way, which I do not condone. But that's to each their own. Because uh, then you're in a situation where you're trying to learn on the fly what kind of person this person is without understanding who they are. And I think you're basically uh, jumping out of a plane with a ripped parachute. Right. I, I think for my, my issue, as far as being judgmental goes when it comes to those things... Like everyone else, I've had my own experiences with with people that I've dated. And I've been lucky enough to deal with a lot of people that do have these chivalrous acts already instilled in them. So because of that, I'm used to that. Mm -hmm. I'm used to that. To the point where I don't even think of it. Like if if I'm going through a door, I'm not thinking, oh, is he going to open it for me? He opens it for me. So if I come across a guy that doesn't, he is going to stand out to me because of that more than anything else because I'm used to that. And now there's something that I need to get used to or I need to address or I need to ask myself, am I okay with this? Or whatever the case is. I think that based off of what we're used to, we state what we consider to be acts of showing that of interest or showing that you're looking out for us in different ways and everyone has something different so it was really all about finding that person who like you said meshes well with you in that way i don't want to have an argument with a guy about walking on the street side i never would i would just note it in my head and be like and i may say something to him like something slick like oh okay you know just to see like how he handles the situation but we have to do the episode that i've been talking about we have what about you and dating me and Day, we have to do it. Like we have to. This is just further. God, because <laughs> I'm bougie. Oh, we gotta do it. I really oh, can't. we gotta. I feel do like it. I'm an around the way girl though. Oh, I can't wait for this. Ca- so you guys need to look forward to this episode when it does happen. Like I think we we don't even need a prep session. We just need to go. Just you have something go. in mind. I don't even know what it is. Um, um, um. So into doing that episode anyway but based off of what i'm used to i do tend to hold the next person i deal with to that standard of this is what i'm used to as far as what it means to show me respect now if that person is used to showing me respect by buying me things if we circle back to the meme and they're not doing other things that i feel like show me respect then I'm the, I'm not gonna be into them like that because that's not my love language. My love language is not someone buying me things. Yes, it is to pay for the first date if you ask me out because that's to me is logic. But um, like, I'm not gonna get rid of good values for me getting a new bag or some new shoes or something like. I that. I will. Just letting you know. You, Whatever. Just, I will. Just. <laughs> If you listen and boo, like, yeah, I'm not I will. that girl. Trust and believe. Don't worry. I, I will. Just 
I, I, I just personally, I. <laughs> Gold digger. I just, I just, I want someone who already has things instilled in them that I don't have to teach. And so, because of that, I'm more likely to be apt to dealing with someone who has those as someone who doesn't. That's not to say that I would write off someone forever if they didn't have certain values, but it's just that I'm not in teaching mode. I feel like in, in your 30s, when you meet somebody, you want to find someone who meshes as much with you with what you like and what you're compatible with in every sort of way as best as possible because you don't want to have to change something that you consider to be really important. You know? Facts. So that's just Facts. where I stand with that. Um, I think the, the last thing I was going to mention about any of this stuff, um, I, I do believe that one thing is crucial within a rela- within all relationships and of course i've stated this numerous amounts of time and that's compatibility i stated it during the episode i've stated it on previous episodes and if what compatibility means to you is that that person that you're with whether you're a man or a woman um treats you in a way that you believe uh you've been raised to be treated that's great just know that that expectation needs to be set and just know that not everybody believes that you should be treated the way that you were raised. So there has to be a compromise with some of those things. Not saying on all, but some. So it's key that you get what you want out of a relationship as well as your partner, but just don't expect every single thing to go your way. So if chivalry isn't dead and you can find that guy, ladies, do that. On the flip side, guys, if chivalry isn't your thing, let her know that up front so then she doesn't waste her time. Most guys don't even know what chivalry is to know that it's not their thing. Ooh. <laughs> but I will say that how how a girl is raised speaks volumes. I had a, a situation where um, one of my boyfriends at the time went home with me to San Diego and met my dad for the first time and I already knew my mom. And we were all getting out the car and my boyfriend was walking ahead of us. And my dad was like, I don't like that. And I was like, what? Because at that time, I didn't even realize there was something, there was an issue. And he was just like, a man's not supposed to walk all the way up front ahead of a woman. He should be walking slightly in front of her, but not to the point where he's that far ahead. Like, he should be walking with you. He shouldn't be all the way up there and you're all the way behind him like this. Because if something were to happen, you know, he made that argument. And I, I had never thought about that. I was, what, 20 years old. I had never thought about... Why is my boyfriend all the way up there? Like, I was used to the way that my boyfriend treated me, so I didn't think anything of it. But my dad is a very chivalrous person. So by nature, I'm going to look out for certain things now in my 30s that I didn't look for in my 20s because that has been instilled in me. And I can't help that. Great. No, you shouldn't help that. Just find them, you know. I'm looking for you. It ain't gonna be that hard. There's a lot of them out there, but there's a lot of unchivalrous men out there as well. So, yeah, team unchivalrous. <laughs> anyway, that's our that's our main topic. Hope y'all team enjoyed. And now we are at our do's and don'ts point. Don't <laughs> do that, right? And so. As you guys know, over the past uh, few episodes, we flipped the do's and don'ts, and we're going to continue to push on that way, such that I 
am going to be talking to the guys. And Avi is going to be talking to the ladies. I don't know why. I don't know why I said the ladies. I don't know why I did that. Because we're ladies. I don't know why I did that. Anywho. (laughs) Anywho. So I would. I want to start this as always with the do. Today's do is to my fellas. And fellas, just let me say this and as nicely as I can possibly say it. Do actually go out of your way to support her and hear her out. And what oh, I mean by that is what I mean sweet. by that is I was not expecting that. What I mean by that is there's going to be times when you could just feel like she's complaining to complain, but she's really explaining to you what's going on with her and she might just need you to support her hear her out and be that person that's like ah, oh, it's gonna be all right we can get through this and you don't always need to provide a solution you just need to be that person that's right there and sometimes she needs you to be her cheerleader sometimes she needs you to be her listener but just support her through it don't over talk don't overthink just support that's it wow and now it's time for the don'ts. Ooh, that that was you. all right. It was I wasn't all right. It to be I, I didn't know how it was gonna come out either. I was. I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> Honestly, I feel so shallow with what I'm about to say after you gave that nice little hallmark speech about support and listen to her dreams, ladies. All my single ladies, taking ones too. Well, actually, no. This goes for the single ladies, ladies. If a guy approaches you at a party, wherever you are, in the store, and tries to chop it up with you, and you're just not feeling him, don't give him your number. Please don't give him your number. Because you know what's going to happen. He's going to hit you up. He's going to send you good morning texts. He's going to want to get up. And you're going to have to figure out how to get out of it. And you're probably going to have to ghost him. And who's got time for that? So this is what you should do instead. Just say you got a boyfriend. I'm not trying to be your boyfriend. I want to be your man. I mean, you know, your friend. Whatever they say. You got too many friends. You've hit your friend quota. Like, whatever it takes, just don't ever give the number out because it's going to lead to weeks of ghosting or weeks of stringing him along. And who really wants to waste time? I'm going to co-sign with that. Don't I, waste his time, I, 2018. I, I'm going to co-sign with that. However, I do have a side question, and I don't want to prolong this any it's longer fine. than Go this. ahead. What about for those women who just are bored in the moment? Like, if you're bored and you, your phone a little dry, like, are you saying to them they shouldn't at least try to get back, like, the training wheels up and, like, listen, give into that? Did you just give me the list? <laughs> listen, Linda. Linda, listen. Um... I can only speak for myself and say, as dry as my phone may get sometimes, I will never, ever, ever get bored enough to entertain someone I have zero interest in. Fair. I'd rather entertain myself before I entertain someone else who I just don't feel like is right for me. I'll be a cutthroat. That's just me, though. That's just me. Now, if, if you're bored and that's what you want to do, great. Go ahead. But just know you're going to have to figure out a way to get out of that situation. And I'm not going to be here to help you. 
And just like that, the music should be playing. And I know this is a crazy transition because now you hear love come down. And I know. It's not I about can't do my zips. I can't do it. Catch us uh, on Instagram. You can catch us on SoundCloud.